right, guys, welcome. This is episode five of the Bearsy Podcast. For anyone new to the podcast, my name is Derek. I am a YouTuber, content creator, and aspiring filmmaker. And today we got one of my oldest friends, Ray. What's going on, Ray? How you doing? Pretty good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. So this is going to be your first time doing a podcast? This is, uh, yeah, first ever. I'm a new first ever? at this. Yeah, it's first ever. <laughs> it's all good, man. Do you, do you follow any podcasts? Like, do you listen to Rogan? Uh, yeah, I follow a bunch of people, but I can't name the names exactly. I just, like, I just, I'm on clickbait. I just click to whatever I see. <laughs> You're on clickbait? <laughs> <laughs> whatever title looks nice, I just read it, uh, and then I watch it. So you're all about the title and the thumbnail? Yeah, pretty much. True, true. All right, so some background information. We've known each other since kindergarten or grade one? I think grade, grade one. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah, it was like this, it was this like, only Asian guy in, in Brampton. <laughs> the only Yo, Asian guy. It's crazy though. Like back then, like I came in to Brampton when I was six, so grade yeah. one. All right. Um, and there was only like two Filipinos in the whole class, and then there was there was you, and then there was a bunch of white white kids. So <laughs> yeah, a lot. Well, has that was changed. a different time. Yeah, it's because now there's so now. many Filipinos. Yeah. No, because I remember. Yeah. I remember growing up together for like the beginning of grade school. And then you remember when they did the the split? I think it was like in grade six where like our group got cut in half because of like a postal code boundary or something. You guys had to go to a different um, elementary school for grade six, seven, eight. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that was, and that was crazy. It was what, you, other Brian... And then me and Juan stayed at uh, yeah. at Fisher. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, so our group of friends, we all got split up in I think it was grade six, but then we reunited in high school in grade ten or grade nine, and then have been super close ever since then. <laughs> yeah. No, it's that been was a long was, time, man. Yeah, it was chill. Like, uh, I think we like because we kept in touch with like one like like a second degree of separation um it <laughs> kind of brought kind of brought us together back in high school yeah and a lot of people don't have that like a lot of people don't have that core group of friends that they grew up with their whole life and now that i have that i appreciate it more because you see all these people that you've known for like 25 plus years getting married start families and you've hung out with them for years and it's really nice to know that you have like a core group of friends that you can completely trust you can talk to about anything and i feel like that's very uncommon nowadays especially for kids growing up in the internet age right yeah especially like social media like just everyone just having their heads stuck in the phones it's hard like getting like actual genuine friends yeah because we didn't have a choice like we had to go play outside we had to socialize there was no playing call of duty on the internet or whatever with your virtual friends it was just yeah. like a completely different time right yeah exactly yeah that that was that's like nostalgic like playing red ass 
I'm like the Red. hardest. Oh, I remember red ass. That's the when you throw the tennis ball at the wall and then yeah. you have to turn around or something. No, wait. What is it? Yeah, it's like you you throw the ball at the wall and then if someone yeah. catches it without it bouncing, then you oh, got like yeah, the guy yeah, who yeah, threw yeah, it had yeah. to touch the wall. And then if like if the guy caught it, then he'd throw the ball. Like there there's the there's the safe version and then there's the there's the violent version. <laughs> safe version. Yeah, I think the other one was just like tag the person and then the other one was like whip the ball at the person and if you hit him before he touches the wall then he'd get like yeah. a letter. Yeah, we should play oh, that again, man. man. So that's like social I, that's that's a social distancing ass. game. Yo, we should play that. Yeah, that dude, that's like harassment, man. That's, that's horrible. <laughs> you gotta, yeah, we're adults. <laughs> we gotta we gotta sign a consent form. Cause I remember throwing the ball against the wall and then sometimes you would have to like stand still and then turn around so you're straight up showing your friend your ass and they would like whip the tennis ball at you right because i remember one of them you had to like stick your face into the wall like or like turn your back towards the person right and then they would throw the ball like they would whip it like they wouldn't just like toss it yeah and they tried to hit you in the ass Or like some of them were like turn around so they, they could hit you in the, like yeah. the face and stuff. But then everybody just faces the wall. Uh, wow, yeah, I can't was... remember. I can't believe you remembered that red ass. No, I was a I was a bad kid in elementary school. Yeah, I think all of us were were pretty rough. Yeah, I remember like I remember like this so clear now because it was like whenever we get report cards, right? Um, I know I'm like I was a. I was a shit disturber. Like, I get, like, C's, D's, and I get, like, two B's, and I'd be so happy. And then, like, recess comes, because then, like, you and Juan are, like, in a different class, right? I don't remember what grade this was. And then I was like, yo, Juan, like, how's your report cards? How many B's did you get? Thinking, like, yeah, I'd be better. Like, I I got a lot of B's. He's like, oh, I got two B's. All right, or what else you got? He's like, I got the rest A's. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Oh, Juan sh- is really smart. Sh- <laughs> shit, shit. <laughs> yeah, that, oh, that, man. that was good, man. Yeah, I remember. I remember Juan being the smartest out of all of us when we were younger. I remember yeah. a story once when we were all playing on the playground, and someone learned what a diss was. Like you're basically trash talking someone, right? So we were like quote-unquote dissing each other and it was funny right and then Juan busted out like the craziest thing for how old we were he's like yeah well at least I don't masturbate and then like none of us knew what it meant (laughs) like what the hell does that mean like we're little kids right and his vocabulary well and also he won like a spelling bee or some shit so his command of like the English English language was like way better than all of ours but it was funny though because we were so young, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like some things still don't change. Like I still think like he's he's like the most read out of all of us. Like he reads so. Oh, much for sure, a hundred percent. I'm definitely the least. Yeah, no, I'm definitely the least. Like because I don't just, I don't read anything, man. It just comes well, back. Yeah, that's true. But it's weird how all of us, as we grew up, we kind of remain the same. Or because like me and you are kind of a kind of troll right and we've always kind of been that way and it feels like we've always been slightly immature 
and we never really fully grew up. <laughs> or at least that's how I feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, since I, we were kids, right? Yeah, I don't, not a lot of people know me like that. It was only like close friends that know me like that. But yeah, like we put us in a room together and we just go full out. Like we're all immature. Yeah. Well, it's also because we have that close bond of growing up together for so many years, right? And it's weird because we can lose touch with one another like when you went to university and we all went to different places and we all lost touch for yeah. years but then when we see each other again for christmas or whatever a birthday party it's like as if we haven't missed a single beat right and everything just picks up where we left off yeah yeah i mean that goes back to like what you said like um we're all pretty close and um yeah like i know like i left for university uh in ottawa for like like couple years but then when i came back it's like it's I, 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 things have changed but it, like at the end of the day like when we all get together like like we're all we're all still friends like we know mm-hmm. we know how to push each other's buttons we know how to make each other laugh oh it's it's, <laughs> it's, it's good yeah man. that's true but it also feels like we like nothing ever changed and it, it's always this different feeling that i don't have with my other group of friends because i have other group of friends that started in say high school i have another group of friends from university but the level of comfort between us is completely different it's it's not the same i can't joke with them the same way that i can joke with you guys because i know that no one can take things personally and there's no like animosity between any of us it's just like a different feeling right yeah yeah, we we all have our like characteristics or personalities. Like we're both like immature. Um, there's people that are like the, some of us like take it seriously, but then we know, and they know that we're just joking. Yeah, not gonna name yeah. names, but yeah, you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh man. Well, one thing I do remember though that I'll never forget. I remember there was one year when. We went through that school split and you guys went to Newman or whatever that, that other school was. And then I had a birthday party. And then I remember I wanted to invite you, I think. And then there was one year you actually came. I don't know if it was my parents or your parents that organized it. But you, you came to like my birthday from a different school and everyone was like super stoked and everyone was like super yeah. happy. Yeah. You remember that year? yeah no i don't remember that year man to be honest but yeah i remember like showing up to like certain things where it wasn't just the school that i was in it was like going back to like visiting you or like juan um yeah i remember those and like everybody was really excited it was good man yeah so to put i guess to put some context so there was four of us me me you brian and juan was it just four it was just four yeah, of us from the one. very beginning, right? Yeah. Was, was there... Richard was later. Richard was later. Pedro Pedro came in Oh, Newman. yeah, the other, yeah. The other Brian, Pedro he came. wasn't... But he went to the other school with you, though, right? Yeah, he was he was with me. Cause, Yo, we're gonna yeah, because he, he didn't start off with us, the four of us. We're going to get so ripped if we forgot one guy. <laughs> that was gonna be so bad <laughs> bro you forget your own friends <laughs> he's like not, not well, coming also guys have like come and gone right but i'm talking about like the core core group 
of just like the four of us. Yeah, I think it was just the, it was the four. Yeah. The original, yeah. And then even after that, like we another thing that I think that really helped bond us was our love for basketball. And by not having the internet, we all found this one sport that we all loved and that we all bonded and were able to play outside. And I feel like that sport kind of brought us together and it gave us like a huge topic and, you know, common ground that we can discuss things and be passionate about. And I don't know, I don't know what it is, but it's something about just being a big fan of the NBA and having you guys also being huge fans just made our friendship like that much stronger. Yeah, yeah. Like I was, I was listening to the, your podcast with Brian Primetime, and like the same as me. Like I didn't, I didn't start playing basketball till like the Raptors. The Raptors. Yeah, me too. It was the first open. year yeah. of the Raptors. Yeah, and I was like, "Who's this? Like, who's this basketball?" I rem- I like remember so vividly. Like, it was the year the Raptors came out, and then we were doing like gym, uh, like outdoor gym, and we were shooting free throws, and like I could not shoot for the hell of me like <laughs> and and i'm i'm small then right this was like i think grade five and i'm trying to like shoot at the like the regular size rim and it just won't won't go over and like uh maybe this is this sport isn't for me but then like we just kept going i just kept going yeah we just kept playing and it was i don't know it was re- it was a lot of fun because back then it was like baseball and hockey and basketball was pretty much non-existent in toronto yeah. And it wasn't until the Raptors came when it sparked everything. And then obviously Vince Carter coming exploded the sport even more by having like a perennial superstar f- playing for our city. Yeah. But bef- even before the Raptors, I don't even, I didn't even know what the NBA was. I didn't even know who Michael Jordan was. Like yeah. I had no idea. Who was the first player that you actually like, like the name of the player that you actually knew about when you were getting into basketball? Before the Raptors? Oh, yeah. Like, on the Raptors or any... Like, with the exception of Michael Jordan. Like, who was the next player? the first for sure was... The the player that I remember right off the bat was Damon Stoudemire. Because he was, like, our first pick, right? And they called him Mighty Mouse. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was, like, my hero, man. Like, oh, this guy's, like, the best Raptor ever. And he won, like, co-rookie of the year. With Er I think, was he co-rookie of the year? I feel yeah, like he. I think so. Oh man, it's been too long. But <laughs> he, anyway, he was like one of the best rookies of his of his class, and he was clearly our best player. And yeah, I remember yeah. us just calling him Mighty, Mighty Mouse, and I was like, yeah, Raptors. Yeah, I remember like playing. It's like we we're playing with like kids, and this is still in elementary school, and we were like role playing. And then some other guys were role like, playing. "I'll be da- yeah, like I'll be Damon Stoudemire. You'll be like Marcus oh, Camby." Okay. And then some guy was like, "You be Doug Christie." I'm like, "Who is Doug Christie?" Like, dude, I don't <laughs> want to be Doug Christie. Yeah, I was like, "I don't want to be, like Doug be Damon." Yeah, and then I found out that he was actually good. And then, and then that's when we started getting into basketball. Yo, but Doug Christie's kind of tall, man. <laughs> you, you would have to be Damon Stoudemire if we were to role play. Yeah, but every, everybody wanted to be Damon Stoudemire. Everybody wanted oh, to be Mike sure. Mouse. I'd I'd have to be the light skin guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> Santa back. <laughs> oh, Santa back. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, we were t- we were talking about that guy. Hey, yeah. He's like Croatian, right? Yeah. He's like no, the I- most awkward seven footer I've ever seen in the NBA. Oh my God. 
Yeah. Honestly, yeah. like, like, I don't know. My my short my memory is really short term. But I thought like fast forward like five years, when it was like the Vince Carter era, and I was like, yeah, yeah, that yeah. was Leo. That was Leo Routens. I was like, yeah. He, he, he was the white guy on the Raptors team. Oh, like, you thought oh. that was Leo? Yeah, Williams? I was like, no. Oh my god! So then I looked it up. I was like, wow, I am so racist. That's not good. <laughs> you heard it here, guys, oh, on the that's podcast. So funny, because Leo Rodens was like the commentator, <laughs> and he kept talking yeah. about like in my days. I'm like, in your days, he used to play for the basketball. Yeah, he played like Raptors. back in the day. Yeah, and this shows like how much I miss basketball. By not having the season or having the season being postponed by COVID, it's it's tough, man. It's not it's tough not being able to watch a sport you love. Yeah. All right. So now, like, have you heard the news? Like the the way they're planning on setting up the NBA on the return, where it's like, um, just the top sixteen teams. And oh yeah, then they yeah, go yeah. Stri- you sent me a picture, right? The, yeah, the, they- the top sixteen bracket. Yeah, and then they go just go straight to the playoffs. So like, the Raptors are gonna face Memphis. Memphis? Yeah, JV versus Marcus All. Dang. Yeah, I saw that, and I'm. Oh man, I don't know if that's gonna work though, because guys have been off for so long. They don't even have like a couple warm up games. You're just gonna jump straight into playoff basketball. Like that's a complete different animal. Than, than regular season basketball. It's not even close to the same, right? The intensity, the defense, like the physicality of the game, everything goes up. Yeah, So I don't exactly. know like how this is going to work. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll see. I, I just picture like chucking threes because they're tired and like because <laughs> they can't run. Threes. They're just going to post up and they're just going to post up hard. You usually have like Kyle Lowry posting up. Yeah. Just because they can't, they can't run, and then fouls like on every possession because they can't run transition defense. Oh, it's oh, yeah, oh it'll sure. be interesting. It's gonna be horrible. It's gonna be really bad. But again, guys, like, gonna be shooting bricks. Yeah, but you never know. Like the role players will probably not be ready, but then like their actual stars are, they're probably in game shape. They like they hunger for that, right? Yeah, so, that's true. So they'll probably be on top of it, iso ball. You know. Well, hopefully. The other thing, too, is when I was looking at the playoff bracket, I feel kind of bad for Milwaukee because even if you seed 1 through 16, they're still the one seed, right? But they get grouped in with... Um, it was... Clippers. The Clippers and someone else on their bracket. And then uh-huh. Lakers was was on the other side. Yeah. La- uh, yeah, we faced the Lakers in the second round. Yeah, yeah, the Lakers got grouped up with uh, New Jersey, I think, for the first. And then we got Memphis. Oh, yeah, it was Raptors and Memphis with Denver and Indiana. And then the other side had the Lakers and the Nets. But it would be weird because the Bucks would have to go through so many tough teams. While the Lakers would just have to kind of go through the Raptors, I guess. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's interesting. I see why they would want to do this. Like, I feel like it's a good way to test out a new playoff format. Because that guy, Adam Silver, the commissioner, he's been wanting to implement changes to the playoff 
um, structure for years, right? He's always wanted to try, you know, top top 16 or doing playoffs regardless of conference, just doing the best 16 teams regardless if they're East or West. And I feel like this is the perfect moment to try something like that. Because, you know, like the season's all messed up. There's this coronavirus stuff. So you got to get creative. And I feel like, the, if if there's a if there's ever a time to try a top 16 for NBA playoff basketball, it's right now. Yeah, why not, right? Like I don't see I don't see any downside really because if it fucks up and doesn't work, okay, say oh well, you know the coronavirus screwed up the whole season, so at least we tried something new, and then you go back to what works, right? But if you try to implement this during a regular season, like a full season, it's going to be tough. Because, like, all the teams have to vote or something. Yeah, you, you got a lot of, like, investors, franchises, management. They're all going to complain. Um, some, will, some will think that it's good. Some will think that it's bad. Think that the whole waste, the whole season is wasted. Um, but, yeah, yeah, that's true. For sure. I agree with you. Like, now is, like, the good time to try, try anything out. Right? Yeah, try it out and see what happens, right? But I heard something interesting. If the NBA wants to move forward and change the structure, they need to get 20 votes out of the 30 teams to approve it. And I'm like, okay, so two-thirds of the league needs to approve these changes. But then I heard something interesting on Reddit, and this guy was saying that all the middle-tier Eastern Conference teams will vote against it. And I was thinking, like, why would they do that? And then the guy was like, if you are in the East, which is a generally weaker conference, and you're in the five to eight seed, right? That means you make the playoffs. Your organization gets the revenue for the playoff games. But if you are to seed the teams one through 16 based on record, then that team that might come seventh in the East, overall, they might not even make the top 16 because the Western Conference is so strong, right? Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit, that's true. Yeah. So maybe the East, those weak, semi-garbage teams would want the playoffs structure as it is. As it is, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's like, it's it's literally like a finals in every round because you might be facing a Western Conference team that is substantially better than, like, your team, even though you seeded, like, five or six. Yeah. Like, you could be facing, like, the Lakers. Like, we face the Lakers if... If this was the format, we face the Lakers in the second, second round. round. Yeah, that's so crazy. That could be like the NBA Finals. Yeah, just give Larry Ob in every round. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's so crazy. But I, I don't know. Like, is this a good change? Is it like what would you what would you do? Say if you were the commissioner and you had supreme power, like would you change the structure? Would you try this top sixteen? I think so like I wouldn't I wouldn't have known or I haven't given much thought to how this format would have gone but uh, the way it is like, I'd give it a try I mean it's a short it's, it's it's because of the situation right it's you have an advantage as a commissioner to just try it out um, mm-hmm. yeah there's probably less impacts because it was a sh- it's now a shortened season um, but yeah yeah I, w- I, I wouldn't know what else to do um that's why I'm not the commissioner of the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because I was thinking about this, and I'm like, I because I'm trying to figure out 
what makes what course of action makes the most sense here and obviously revenue plays a huge part because all these franchises have lost a shitload of money right and they've still been paying the majority of the players salaries i believe and you have no revenue from ticket sales or any of that right so at some point teams are going to want to vote to bring back the season so they can make up for lost revenue and make that money back right but do you do it at the risk of public health like what is the trade-off there and i'm trying to think what makes the most sense and i think if you were to create a format like this where the top 16 teams play first that's a good thing because half the league doesn't even play so you have less chances for more contamination of this virus and if you can somehow make it where everyone plays at disneyland or everyone plays at vegas in one arena and you reduce the amount of travel then i feel like you're you know that's a good way to start to bring the season back but i don't think there's any right answer no matter what you do to bring the season back at all like i don't know what they're gonna do yeah i mean the safest bet was like season is canceled right but then then again like they need to make they need to make revenues but then you like you guys had a conversation with Brian last time. It's like what happens if like one of them has has covid? Like it's done. Yeah, then like, then what do you do? What yeah. if what if LeBron James tests positive? Like the king player of your entire sport. Then what happens? You shut everything down? Yeah, like, I know. Because right? one or what if the 15th guy on your bench gets covid? Is is that count the same as LeBron getting covid? you just tell that guy to go home and keep playing because he's such like a like a nobody in the league so like there's all these questions on morality right because because what would you do if if lebron gets covid it's a huge deal right yeah but if some scrub on the lakers bench gets covid like a no-name guy from the g league then you just send him home and they would probably just keep playing right but that that seems kind of fucked up man Adam Adam Morrison. The first thing I think of Scrum, I was like, <laughs> Adam Morrison. Adam Morrison is Adam so Morrison. brutal because he has rings, <laughs> has championship like legitimate championship rings. Yeah, which is yeah. so crazy. Oh no. my gosh, Adam Morrison. Who else was a Scrum? But yeah, like I don't know. We'll we'll see where that goes. I, I, I'm just excited just to see basketball. Yeah, I know. Now I, I really miss it. Like not being able to read the box scores or look at my fantasy team or even just watch those 10-minute highlight videos on YouTube where they kind of summarize the game and they cut out all the fat. I loved watching those. Yeah. You know, like I've been through all of those highlights now. Now, like I think I sent you a link yesterday or like last night or a couple of days ago where I had on my YouTube, like, this is like my old YouTube channel, um, it's a long story but yeah I, I posted like pickup games that we had it was you oh, Brian, at that gym. me at that gym yeah, yeah, that yeah. we used to rent yeah and like looking at it and i'm like man i miss basketball and i kept watching it and i was like man i was so fast back then and this was only like <laughs> this was like 10 years ago and t- like that time i thought it was garbage so now like i'm thinking man if i thought i was good then man i must be total ass now like if i play basketball (laughs) (laughs) yeah like i think i'm good but then i'm looking at past videos of myself and i'm like whoa i was pretty good that means like oh i've digressed man hey man but but still it's part of it right 
but still like just just to touch the ball like shoot it in a hoop dribble it like play with other people yeah i, I miss know, that go to the park yeah as much as i want to go to the park but like you, you can't like, yeah no you can't it's, it's not worth it yeah stay safe guys yeah, but not those people in Toronto though. Do you see that shit in the park? Yeah. That picture from um Oh, oh what, was what was that was park that? called? Bellwoods. Yeah, Bellwoods. Bellwoods. Oh my gosh, it looked crazy. There was literally like picnic style gatherings where like people would put a mat on the ground. You have like eight people sitting in a circle, maybe a few inches apart, multiplied by a hundred. There's yeah. people everywhere and i was just like are you kidding me yeah like we're never gonna get over this covid shit you know what that is though it's like it's it's no different than those people that are anti i don't know what you call it on queen's park like they were anti social distancing like telling the protesters yeah that, that it was fake like they just went from queen's park to bellwoods park and then you just add a little more people who think it was a nice weather and like you get a crowd yeah, so that's it's, true. it's really the same people. So And it's even like even the people that are educated and smart, I feel like at a certain point you get corona fatigue or pandemic fatigue, right? And then also the fact that we have shitty weather nine months out of the year and that sun finally comes out and then you're kinda of just like, Fuck it. I'm going to the park, like let's live life, you know? <laughs> I feel like that people get to that point. And there's nothing you can really do to stop them, right? Yeah, it's like if they don't have other people talking to them, it's it's hard, right? Like you, you kind of need to talk talk to friends and talk to people to make sure like they're okay. But then for the people who don't have anyone to talk to, like there's a lot of things that might be going in their mind. Like it, it's it's I could see that it's really hard, mm-hmm. um, and that may lead to them just getting like fuck it let's let's just go right because yeah, they don't true. have any any other influencers to talk to to say or to, to to tell them otherwise another thing about the park is i'm actually not innocent of this either I, during that same time when all those people went to the park you know i went out to a park also myself but i did it in a smart way i went at you know the end of the day and i went to a park that is relatively unknown and i saw maybe five people there in two hours and so the amount of exposure i had to other people is minimal but if you were to go to that park in downtown toronto you know it's going to be packed like before you leave your house you already know there's going to be a shitload of people there so you're already putting yourself in that position where you can negatively affect the community with this whole corona stuff. And I feel like as long as you make a smart decision when you decide to go outside or when you decide to go to a park or decide to go to a trail, then, you know, I can kind of see how you can justify it. But if you don't, like, if you don't think about where you're going, man, then I don't know what we're going to do. Like for for us, like we have um, my wife's um, parents come over because they don't, they don't do anything except stay at their house and then come here to help us with the kids right and then like i do the groceries and the pickups and sometimes mm-hmm. like um my wife's mother would do the groceries and pickups but then we wouldn't go anywhere else so that's kind of breaking it but also we're kind of being safe about it so there's like you just got to use your common sense right like 
yeah that's like, true if you go to if you go for a walk like if you see like 10 people like you probably want to walk the other direction but if there's like three or four like he it's fine right the, the thing i don't get is like there's there's social distancing in the groceries before you walk into the grocery store so yeah, everyone's line like, up right yeah keeping like two meters apart but like once you go in the grocery store like it's it's like free for all man like people are passing each other trying to go get fruits bread oh yeah i'm like this is not really practicing it like once you're in but you know like some things you just have to accommodate for and just like wash up when you get home and stuff like Mm -hmm. that right i feel like like, it, it goes back to that corona fatigue where you can wait almost an hour in line to get into a Walmart. But once you actually get in there, you're just like, oh, shit, you know, I just wasted an hour in line. And you just want to get all your stuff and you just want to leave. So at that point, you're kind of just like, fuck it. Okay, there's a guy here. Yeah, yeah let's exactly. pass by him real quick and I'll, I'll hold my breath. Like as if that's <laughs> going to do anything. Right? <laughs> but you know what I mean? I feel like that's the mindset that some yeah. people have. And I think that's just natural, right? Yeah, it's it's really hard. Like, you can't really put laws or anything into it. It's just, like, it's a free country, so people can do what they want to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's up to See, you how you I do don't know. I'm trying to do my part the best I can, but it's hard when you see other people around you just not giving a fuck. Like, for example, on my street, when the weather finally started getting nice, was it uh, last week? There was a bunch of kids playing basketball on their driveway. They have a net, right? And there's four brothers that live there. And they play every day. So I'm okay, you know, they all live in the same house, they're brothers. But then one day I drove by and they're having like a four on four with kids of all nationalities. So I'm like, okay, there's four brothers and then there's four other kids that are obviously all completely different just based off their nationality, right? So you have five different potential families playing a four-on-four basketball game with no social distancing whatsoever. And then when they're done, all those kids are dispersing into their homes with their parents and who knows who else lives there. And they're playing not just one day, like they're playing on Saturday, they're playing on Sunday. And I was like, holy shit. So that whole, yeah. those five different families have all got in contact with one another just because of their kids. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's, it's dumb, but to me, like, what are you, like the, what are you supposed the, to do? Right. To me, yeah, like I don't know f- what you're supposed to do. You could call three one one, but. You know, <laughs> oh yeah, you can be a snitch, <laughs> snitch on some ten-year-olds. <laughs> Honestly, if if I saw that, if I the first time I saw that, if if I saw that for the first time, I'd be like, damn, I'm jealous. Like, fuck oh, you, kids. You want to play ball? Yeah, I was like, fuck you, kids. I want to play. But then, as it gets carried away, like if it comes the next day and then the day after, I'm like, no, this is like, like you can't keep adding more kids. Like it's fine if it was just like family or like, like your your next door neighbor. But if it's like a gang like holy crap bro i should have snitched i should should have snitched on them one of those one one of those kids is annoying as fuck man one of those kids he thinks it's funny that when a car drives by 
he tries to kick the basketball over your car onto the other side of the road like while you're driving it's not right and i'm i'm like what if okay of course he he tries to kick it high right but what if he miskicks it and he beelines it into my my window like what the fuck right what if i swerve and then i get into an accident or something i'm like yo one of these kids I just snitch on him straight up, just be an old, crusty, yeah. you know, <laughs> irritated man. And then just, like, stand right outside your driveway and just give him, like, a smirk. Be like, yeah, oh. uh, yeah that was me. Yo, get inside your house. It's so brutal, man. But, like, what, what, are you, what are you supposed to do? Because that is that kid is just, you know, he's just being thrown outside all day. He's bored. His parents are not paying him any attention. So I get it, right? He needs something to do. And he thinks it's funny to kick a ball over a moving car, right? And his parents never supervise him. And it's, it's kind of rough. Right? I don't blame the kid. I, you know, I kind of blame the parents for have, being shitty parents. But I'm like, what are you supposed to do when a kid like that is just openly doing crazy shit? And on top of that, he's interacting physically with kids from four other families. That could all be exposed to someone that has COVID, right? It's really, it's really scary. If like, what if one of those kids gets it somehow, brings it back to their house, which goes to a grandparent, right? Because that's the most dangerous thing when, when an older person gets it, right? And then, like, who's to blame for that? It's it's rough. Yeah, three one one man. Just call it. Call three one one. <laughs> call through so 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 when you call that where does it does it go to the cops i like i don't know um so it must be going to like a different line because mm-hmm. um my parents so so this this happened right like my parents house got broken into and when we oh, call, really when yeah, recently um uh, i would say like september september october yeah so it, it was before COVID. Ago or so? yeah yeah they were they oh, were out wow. of the country but my my aunt's still there right but she she stepped out for maybe like two hours but then uh-huh. when she came home like like she was ransacked and but but oh, besides the case fuck. yes like someone like tore down the door and then like everything was scattered on the floor they like they were looking for drugs like that's what the police said but besides that, like the whole process was like we called nine one one, and then mm-hmm. they said if it's not a life and death situation, they give you like another line to call to, and then you get cued like into this other police? line. Yeah, yeah, for the police, it's like non life okay. life and death line situations. So okay, I would yeah, think like sense. yeah. So if it wasn't like a life and death situation, I'm pretty sure you would be put to a, like another line. But then because of the situation, you never know, right? Like you, you could get some immediate responses. Yeah, what if someone is still in the house? Like, you oh, don't know if someone's still in the house, so wouldn't he, you just call 911 anyway? Yeah, so I was getting agitated because it was like, it was taking. So when I called them, they said, yeah, someone will be over, and it was taking like an hour for someone to come. And then I called again, and I'm like, and I'm like, I'm going to go in the house, but I don't know who's in there. Exactly. You don't know right? if, that the person could still be in there. Right? So I was kind of just like, I need someone to come because it's freaking cold <laughs> yeah i think this was like november yeah um it's cold outside and um like it's late it's like 1 a.m 
And they're like, yeah, why? Well, don't go in the house. Like, I can't advise you to go in the house, but don't go in the house because it's still dangerous. I'm like, well, send someone. So then... Send someone. Yeah, so, like, after an hour, I did that. And then within, like, 10 minutes, a guy came. Like, Was it a police officer? No, it was a police officer. They just, like... They just route based on priority. Oh, I see. Based on the priority of the call that they got. Yeah, if it's like if it's life and death, then for sure they'll send someone. But if it's like a breaking and entering, um, they probably don't treat it as seriously unless you say like, I have a firearm in the house and they could still be in there. Oh, then they'll okay, be like, so oh shoot, yeah. But like you can't really lie, right? Or else like mm-hmm. they'll come and then they'll find nothing, and you'll get in shit. So they just assume that it's a robbery that's over and there's no more risk of life. Yeah, exactly. So it's like lower on their list of things to attend to. Yeah. Uh, that's that's yeah, well, how it, I it see makes it. Sense. I, I get it because cops, you know, they have more important things to do, especially if there's like domestic abuse or like some type of murder or hostage situation or something crazy, right? Yeah. But still, though, man, that's that's scary holy shit did they take anything like what happened to their possessions so (laughs) they took they didn't take anything they were looking for cash um or drugs uh the police said they were looking for drugs they were looking for drugs basically or jewelry that they could just sell off right away um okay i see yeah it was so funny though because my aunt was like and jc was out on a on a for a party or something so this was like a friday night and my aunt was the police was like write down things that you're missing so then my aunt was like oh i'm missing like five thousand pesos that's like a hundred dollars canadian i think (laughs) yeah i don't (laughs) yeah i think it's like a hundred something i don't know the exchange rate but it's 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 not a lot but then my brother came back from japan right and then on his desk there was like a thousand yen right oh shit so they took my aunt's money but they didn't take the yen and i'm like which is worth more it was just worth more yeah right but like yen is worth a lot oh yeah but like it makes sense because they were just trying to see like they basically took a bunch of papers or like whatever they could find on the tables and just like scatter them all over the floor it's just because they could see it easier right um i would assume like the lights were off so that's probably why like they have, they couldn't see the yen they just had like a flashlight because they didn't want to bring too much attention from like the neighbors or anything yeah for sure and they want to be quick too yeah so yeah like it's just a random thing that happened i think they were probably observing the house for a couple of days um oh for sure like they're like leaving. staking it out yeah so yeah they're, they're the the police officer said yeah they're usually in and out in like five to seven minutes so oh wow it's, it's, it's Actually, insane whether it's because they don't want to get caught right they got to be quick yeah so yeah i guess this is just for i guess everyone's knowledge it's like even if you have an alarm it probably takes like 20 30 seconds to call and then once you call like the alarm system the the person like adt uh, will dispatch the police and that will take another 20-30 seconds so by then it's like a minute almost right and then it takes another like 2, 3, 4, 5 minutes for the police to get there 
and it's just like a breaking and entering so it's not like life and death so by then it's like five minutes oh, has passed they've already broken into your house they took everything and they're gone by then and they're then gone. and then they're gone right so you can't really like prevent it you can put like cameras but, like, if they can identify the person who's who's like who they're looking for they can probably identify it but if it's just some random like it's, it's probably hard to, f- to find them oh true dang yeah. that's crazy yeah it's crazy the, f- the funny thing was because they were looking for drugs so they opened the fridge and in the freezer we we had like a box of frozen shrimp it was like all the way at the entrance of, of like the foyer of the house i'm like what the heck is he are these like box of shrimps doing in the front of the house like were they hungry what they yeah took the shrimp out of the freezer and yeah then- they they took the shrimps out of the freezer and then it was like on the floor of the foyer by the front door yeah on the front door and i'm like what they, yeah <laughs> they they were in a rush but i'm like why would they take oh, shrimps okay. yeah, why would you take shrimp what the that's so weird <laughs> yeah i'm like the shrimp robbers the shrimp robbers oh you know you know what now i, I remembered something i think it was last year i was really into um, reddit amas those uh, ask me anythings and i saw one that was titled I used to be a house burglar, AMA. And I was like, oh shit, this is going to be a crazy thread, right? And I remember reading it and I read the entirety of his post. I read some of the replies, but mostly just what the original poster wrote. And he was saying he would spend up to seven days scouting out a house and he would write down the tendencies of the owners, like when they would leave, when they would go to the gym, if they would go grocery shopping on Sunday, right? So he would get a rough estimate of how much time he had to work with and on what days that he could hit the house. And after about one or two weeks of intel, then he would plan his break-in, right? And what he said is, it was kind of interesting. He said he avoided any house that had dogs and any house that looked like they had um, plexiglass windows or something. And I was like, what the hell? What the hell is that? I'm like a plexiglass window. How do you even know what that is? And apparently he said a plexiglass window is really hard to, sh- to shatter. And dogs will bark a lot, which will trigger like the neighbors, right? So he said those two things are always like a big no. And he said that whenever he would rob a house... He was looking for exactly what you were saying. He was looking for jewelry or things that like gold, silver that he can quickly pawn at a pawn shop and make quick cash. And that he actually had morals, which was very bizarre. He said he would always take jewelry except if it looked like an engagement ring. Because he said that an engagement ring probably had sentimental value to the owner of the house. And he wasn't a shitty human being. He was just in a position in his life where he was struggling financially. So he actually had boundaries of the type of jewelry he would steal, which was very bizarre. And I think this is why the AMA got posted to or got bumped up to the top or bumped up to the front page of Reddit. It was because this guy actually had morals in terms of robbing someone which is so crazy because you would think if you're robbing a stranger you would you just, just take, take take whatever yeah you would just take anything you would take whatever you see right but this guy 
he had standards, which was so strange. And he was saying, like, even if you have a camera, he wouldn't care because it doesn't do anything. But if you had a dog or if you had a sign, beware of dog, then he would immediately not even try. And he said the majority of times of his break-ins was between 1 and 2 p.m. Because this was either one of two things. He said, you're at work, working a 9 to 5 or an 8 to 4, so you're not home. Or you're out for, you're, you live at home or whatever at home, but you're out for lunch. So, and he would use that 10 minute window during those time frames to hit up these houses. And it was like the craziest AMA thread that I ever read because this guy came off as really genuine and he came off as a pretty smart and articulate guy. And his reasoning for robbing people, I almost felt was justified, which is very strange, right? <coughs> so I don't know. It's just a weird thing that I just remembered about uh, robberies. Should get it? Should get him on your podcast? <laughs> should DM him? Yeah. Yeah. You want to come to my podcast? Yeah, and talk about robbing houses. Just put like a blur on his face, and like. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So did your voice. did your parents get anything from like insurance or like what happened? Yeah, so they had to list everything. Um, they had two options: either to replace the things that they listed um, in cash, uh, or okay, or the other option was replace them as like just find the replacement for them. Like if you, so my brother lost, so got his MacBook stolen. Um, oh shit that's so yeah as if you had the receipts for them if you wanted it you had the option to either um, this is all or nothing right so Mm -hmm. either either get reimbursed in cash or uh replace the item with another macbook of equal or lesser value okay but obviously like they usually say like like uh, talking to a bunch of people they usually say like um it will reduce like if you want it in cash they will look at the value of your macbook and reduce it in like half or whatever so better to just get the item replaced so that they have to go find oh, it okay i see yeah so then that's what they did they they said uh, replace the items but then they couldn't find it so they um they gave them cash for it oh my god <laughs> they gave them serious? the money for it yeah, no, it was like 80% of the value. It was pretty good. Well, that's so good. Yeah, it's not 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 too bad. But what if you have like a 2014 MacBook? Like that's worth, that's probably not worth that much. Would they replace it with a 2020 MacBook? Like how does that work? Um. Yeah, so they, they couldn't figure it out, right? So they just gave, so oh, it, as long as they you have the money. Yeah, as long as you have the receipts for them and the value of them, then they'll take that value and just put a, like, put a rate on it. So even if your oh, MacBook was like twenty eleven, okay, yeah, 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 and it was like a thousand dollars, they'd still give you like eight hundred for it, which is pretty damn good. Yeah, that's still good, man. Yeah, because it would depreciate more than two hundred bucks. Yeah, for all they know, like, could have been like a, a brick. Like just balancing your <laughs> table, but you had the yeah, receipt for it. Could just be it. some bullshit, right? <laughs> it's not but what did, I'm saying. But did your parents lose anything like irreplaceable, like anything of sentimental value? No, like iPad. Like aside from the MacBook, my 
my mom's iPad was still there. Um, oh, wait, the iPad was still there? Yeah, they, they didn't take the iPad. Uh, credit cards were oh, still wow. there. Pass like uh, old credit cards, old passports, other passports were still there. Yeah, like documents were still there. Like nothing was taken. They were just mm-hmm. looking for stuff. So straight up money, money and drugs, and nothing else. And pesos. And pesos. <laughs> the heck that's so bizarre yeah oh my gosh it's crazy I, man i don't think that's ever happened to anyone in my family not that i know of but i know once our our neighbor got robbed and the only reason we knew is i think uh i was off school early or something and my dad was home early and he picked me up and we came home and my dad literally saw the robber like exit the back door and jump the fence <laughs> Like uh, yeah, I think he act. told me that. Yeah, I think he told me that. Oh, he told you that? No, you told me that. Oh yeah, yeah, it happened. Like we saw him just out the back door, over the fence into the park, and then just running. And then we Jeez. saw like the front door kicked open, right? Yeah, it's. It's like <sighs> dang, that sucks, man. Hey, do you, do you hear about like the the uh, Australia, Korea, and Hong Kong creating like these apps for COVID? no what do they do so so i'll go back to the hong kong one after but apparently australia um hong um hong, uh, north korea uh, sorry south korea and uh even north even, korea even, <laughs> even even like north america like canada and the u.s they're starting to like mm-hmm. pitch for apps where you d- you explicitly say that you have covid and then it tells you like if you download the app it tells you if there is a person nearby who has COVID. So it's like a oh, geo-sensing. Man. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like intrusive, oh. but like just to keep the safety. I don't know how I feel about that. I know, right? But it, so, so going to Hong Kong, they actually have like notifications or like beeps that you're like, not necessarily that you have COVID. It's probably like a different beep, but... Um, if your distance within another person is within is, is less than whatever the the threshold is two meters or six feet then it starts to beep like then it starts to beep to let you yeah. know yeah to like get the fuck away Holy right shit. yeah it's crazy and yeah my, my uncle who lives in australia rough, man my uncle who lives in australia actually showed me the app i forgot what it was called but it was like you put in if you have covid and then as long as other people have it have the app it tells you like if you're nearby a person who has it yeah that's like it's next level that's crazy man because i'm i'm not worried about the invasion of privacy part because of the app i'm worried about say the government getting power of something exactly and not letting it go yeah. And then now they have a permanent way to track you of where exactly. you've been or where you're going. That's what, like, what I'm ultimately scared of. Like, sure, I, I understand the app. The intentions, the intentions are good because you're trying to prevent the spread of the of the disease, right? And, you know, it makes sense. Like, your head is in a good place. But that type of technology, if you have a significant amount of people that sign up for that type of app, and then say the government takes over, especially in the U.S., and they you know monopolize or control that oh man that's that's scary man because then what is privacy then yeah you don't have it right 
it's it's insane it's like big brother um yeah so yeah there's there's like talks of like um having it compliance like enforcing it in the government but then the government's like rejecting it because of the privacy issues yeah there's no way that's gonna fly yeah because no one's gonna accept that yeah because they're pitching like oh no it's not it's not it's not intrusive it's not taking any data it's just like it's like geofencing or just like in close proximity of another person but still like if you sell it one way of like making it just covid what's another person or the government saying oh we can do this for other things too like let's do it not just for covid let's do it for like criminals or whatever wow it's it's being scared of the what if like the yeah. what what if it can become right yeah. that's what i'm scared about yeah it's giving like control more control to the to giving know, out man. your i don't know how i feel about all that kind of stuff it's kind of yeah. before I, did, I never really cared i could care less but now that your phones are listening into you your laptop cameras people can hack in and, and watch you like fuck man what is privacy like do we even have it anymore and now you want to give away your location of every moment in the day because you might possibly have a pandemic disease. Like, fuck, I don't know. That stuff's scary, bro. It's it's insane. Like, what if... Okay, so say, what if the government mandates something like that and they make it law? Like, what would happen to our society? It'd It'd be madness. Yeah, no, you... Like, if you did that... And there was an app to already control your location. What's the government saying? Like, just finding you through the app. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, oh, you stepped out of your boundaries. Now let's let's fine you like 50 bucks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Give you a fine, right? Yeah. Why are you out at like 10 o'clock? That's, here's, here's another $100. The other thing I'm scared of too is because... This has been happened. This has happened many times by the government before, where they'll say, "Oh, it's a state of emergency. This person is a serial killer. We need to take over your app's location device system and locate this individual because he's a threat to our country." And so the government takes a stance that they're taking the moral high ground by using this technology to get rid of someone from society that's a threat. But then a lot of time when that happens right you're giving them this power and you run the risk of them not giving it back right and who's to say that they go oh this is required for canadians we need this to keep canadians safe and then they keep that type of power right like that's what i'm always ultimately worried about when it comes to providing the government with our location of every single minute of every single day right yeah i think companies have to do their due diligence too like apple told the government to 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 fuck off because uh Mm -hmm. they wanted to like hack into one person's phone right so that's that's good on them i guess right like they wouldn't they wouldn't they wouldn't go into someone's phone even though they had a back door but that's like they're still trusting companies and people hopefully the government doesn't get over carried away yeah I'm, I'm always worried about that kind of stuff specifically more in america because they have like a really bad history and rap of that kind of you know that kind of stuff but 
that's not to say it can't happen in Canada too. Because we're pretty close to the U.S., right, in terms of our relationship with them and supporting the type of things they do in terms of government. But I don't know, man, if if the Canadian government wants to do something like that where you're required to pinpoint your location of every moment of every day just because you've tested positive for the coronavirus, okay, you're trying to prevent the spread of virus. But can you guarantee that some third party or the government won't use that information in another way that you don't consent to, right? Because then it becomes a matter of your consent. Are you giving consent to the government just because of Corona? Are they going to ask you for your consent if they're tracking for something else? Because no, they won't, right? If if say they have an emergency, they're just going to track you and they're not going to ask for your consent, right? And then you get into this whole gray area of what is privacy, what is freedom, and you know it's it gets rough, man. Yeah, yeah. That's when, that's when we think the crazy people down on Queens Park aren't that crazy after all. <laughs> yeah. Then all those guys are like, see, I told you so. I and all those like doomsday preppers that build bunkers <laughs> and and hoard like rice and pasta. <laughs> you know those guys deep down they're like, yeah, Corona. I told I told all you people because they want to be right. <laughs> It's just they like they want to be able to justify their decisions, right? It's like little Nikki. Um. <laughs> little Nikki, <laughs> I was right. I told you the devil lives. I, right. I told you so. The devil oh, incarnate. <laughs> that Adam Sandler. Yeah, <laughs> bro, that's an old movie, man. Yeah. Oh man, that's another thing I miss too is movies. I miss going to the theater. No, I haven't gone to the theater in. Actually, I lied. I went to watch Star Wars. That was the only time I went to wa- went to a theater. Well, before that, the I newest did. one. Yeah, the newest one. Yeah. Oh, did you did you get a blue icy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had to tell that story uh, to the, like the people. I was I was watching it with coworkers during work. <laughs> it was like Christmas time, right? So it was like middle of the day. We watched it, and yeah. All right, so the the story of the blue icy, I'm allergic. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm allergic to uh, a bunch of things. Um, pork. One of them being pork. Uh, Which is bizarre. It, it, it's bizarre, yeah. And it's not like I eat pork and then I'm I go into anaphylactic shock like as soon as a pork touches my mouth. No, it's like it's like a thirty minute to an hour delay, and then I start getting hives, start getting itchy. Uh, to start heating up and then all of a sudden like it's not an anaphylactic shock but like like I freeze like I sweat and then I freeze so then I have to catch it before uh, <laughs> before uh, before that happens so what I do is I take Benadryl um, like 10 minutes after I've eaten it but going back to the blue icy so me and Juan <laughs> me and Juan we set up a date to watch Superman versus superman returns or uh, man of steel oh no it's the batman versus superman okay so whatever two bros going to the yeah movie two bros together. and you know how like we're so like so immature we put like a seat between us because we didn't want to make it look like <laughs> we're partners or anything i'm like bro like you can sit beside me man <laughs> but that that was going in my head but then anyways 
Um, oh my god. So there's a gap between us. Um, I ordered a blue slushy because that's what like uh, my wife used to used to order. Um, and I was like, oh, I haven't had this in a while, so I have a blue icy. Um, so I take it like midway through the movie. I'm like sipping on it, sipping on it. I'm like halfway done, and then midway through, I'm like, dude, I I gotta go to the washroom because I'm not feeling well. You He's take like, a all right, shit? cool. Yeah, I had to take a shit. <laughs> so that's what happens, right? Like my <laughs> my icy shit. My stomach starts hurting, and I you think that I need to like I think that I need to take a shit, but it's just like my stomach churning, right? So I gotta sit. Yeah. I gotta sit in the in the stall. And this was like <laughs> midway through, midway through the movie, and I, I'm sitting there for like 15 minutes, and Juan's like, "Dude, where the fuck are you?" I'm like, "Yo, I'm in the washroom. Don't worry, I'll be out." And I knew, like, from that moment, I was like, "Fuck, it's happening!" Right? Like, I started, uh, I started sweating, my stomach started turning, and like, I froze. Right? Like, sweats, and I literally like passed out on the toilet seat <laughs> i don't know how like in the I, movie theater why i passed I, out on the toilet i blacked out bro like oh, so before boy. i blacked out juan messaged me right and then i messaged <laughs> ivy and she was like i told her like yo come in this was at courtney park come and bring yeah. like bring like reactant benadryl bring whatever and then that was it right she's like oh my god and that was the last thing i saw and then i blank out i think i blanked out for like you blacked tw- out within 20 minutes yeah inside your ankles no i was like in child's pose man like my head was down and i was just like what the passed fuck? out yeah to the point where like i could have tipped over and just fell on the ground um but yeah i woke up so sweaty and my phone rang like a couple times because ivy was already there like outside there's a dude that actually came in. It's like, sir, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm coming out. And then I took Benadryl. And then Juan like called oh me like a couple times. He's like, yo, where the fuck, where the fuck are you? <laughs> <laughs> and then I message him and I'm like, yo, bro, I'm I'm driving home. Sorry, man. I had an allergic reaction. He's like, what, <laughs> what the fuck? I'm like, long story. I'll tell you tomorrow. <laughs> oh, and then. God. Like, the next time I hear from him, he's like, yo, fucking guy just, like, ditched me halfway through the movie. He just left. Like, I didn't see him after that. He's like, yo, <laughs> listen, bro, like, I'm sorry. Then uh, you told him the real story? Yeah, I told him the real story. Not because oh. I didn't want to, like, sit with him anymore. I just left halfway because it was getting yeah. too awkward with him, right? Because oh, you had the blue icy shit. Yeah, that blue icy stuff, man. It's oh. It's intense. But the the things that you gotta go through, like bacon, yeah, that's life, like, man. Like you can't, I can't eat too much bacon. <laughs> oh, or else, pork. I'll, yeah. Or else I'll get into an allergic reaction. But then when like Ivy cooks bacon, or like when there's bacon being cooked, I'm like, oh, I'm home. Oh, it smells uh, so good. I'm just gonna try one and see what happens. Oh yeah, fuck! I, so you're you're willing to risk it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not like with you, right? You had you had allergies like growing up, so you knew like do not eat that shit. Yeah, Whereas, yeah, it was like fatal, so I knew not to eat it. Yeah, or like it was ingrained in you. Whereas like mm-hmm. I've been eating 
anything like my whole life and then all of a sudden you tell me i can't eat pork i'm like what the fuck like uh, yo i'm gonna eat pork whether or not so it came I, to you later in life yeah holy shit hey man that's a pretty epic uh falling on the sleep falling asleep on the toilet story yeah no like holy that was shit. that was epic like superman versus batman never forget that movie even though i haven't watched <laughs> never forget that even though i haven't finished watching it hey one day you will yeah, and it'll bring back memories of Blue Icy. Yeah, man. Well, hey, bro, we just did an hour. Oh, nice. That was sick. I think, uh, I think uh, we'll end the podcast on the falling asleep on the toilet story with the Blue Icy. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Yeah, you can All right, bro, like- anything else you want to say? Thanks for coming on the podcast. Oh, thanks for having me, man. It was a good chat. Um, uh, glad to be back anytime soon. I'm s- I don't know, like, um, I don't know if I'll have a YouTube channel. I had a YouTube channel before, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, we'll man, see. Plug it. We'll see. It's RR from the North. You'll go RR there. You'll from f- the North. You'll find nothing. I'll have I have like two <laughs> subscribers right now. <laughs> oh man! I, I, I follow Derek. I follow Derek's podcast. I follow Bar- Brian Primetime, and I follow a bunch of like baby videos like cartoon videos because my kids watch through my youtube account oh, okay so, so yeah that's all in your list yeah i do have some videos out there that i've played around with but it's it's more for like family stuff like trips and stuff it, it's interesting like i play around with the transitions like, hey man that's awesome but yeah but yeah well anyways thanks for coming bro maybe we'll uh do it again thanks for having me doug Yeah, man. That's it. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for watching. I'm out of here. Peace. That was awesome, bro. Yeah, it was fun.